right, it is time for another Master Passive Income Podcast. My name's Dustin Heiner, and in the Master Passive Income Podcast, we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can quit your job. That's right. Actually stop working for somebody else because you have a business that runs automatically, makes you money every single month, and you never have to worry about working a job again. When I was 37 years old, I actually quit my job. Now, what's funny is when I was 27, I realized I hated working for other people. So I gave myself 10 years. I said, in 10 years, I'm gonna quit my job. And in nine years, I beat my goal of 10 years. In nine years, I actually quit my job. Praise the Lord, it's been two years since I quit my job, and I will never, ever have another job again. On top of that, the business that I own runs itself. I don't do any work, and the business continues to run. This is what I want for you. This is why I have the Master Passive Income Podcast, is to show you how you can do the exact same thing that I've done and have an amazing life without working a job, still making money, not having to worry about bills or anything like that because you have money coming in automatically. Now, if you're like me, when you started investing, you did not get an inheritance of thousands and thousands of dollars. You are working a full-time job and there are ways to actually build this business with a full-time job and that's what we are looking at today. How to invest in real estate rental properties. Build a business that runs itself automatically all the while having a full-time job where you're working 40 plus hours a week. It's absolutely possible. I've done it, many of my students have done it. All right, now let's get started where we look at how you can start a real estate investing business with a full-time job. All right guys, let's get in there and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, I am so excited, and I hope all of you are that this is the Christmas season, and actually today, the day that I'm releasing this podcast is Christmas Day. I'm so excited. Usually, I don't talk about certain things like that happen in the year because I don't know when you're actually listening to this podcast. It could be you know six months from now or a year from now, um, and so it's not Christmas. But Christmas is the one day of the year that is just fantastic. Everybody loves it. We love being friendly, being more hospitable to each other, and just being nice and kind to each other. So this is Christmas Day. I'm in Fresno, California. I live in Phoenix. I've been in Fresno for the last, uh, I don't know, two weeks, and I don't need a job, so I don't need to tell my boss or ask my boss, hey, can I have two weeks off or a week off? Can I go visit my family and then come back? No, we're actually, we came here, I want to say it was like a week and a half ago, and we don't really have a set day of when we need to come back because we don't need to come back at any time. And since today is Christmas Eve, I am super excited to share with you this podcast session today because today we're talking about how to invest in real estate with a full-time job. Now, I know just about every single person has a job, full-time, part-time, or whatever. I even do have some students that are retired, that they are basically living on social security and they still want to grow their business. They want to invest in real estate. And here I am trying to help them to get started, even though they don't have a job. Now I invest in single family homes. In fact, I coach people to do exactly what I did. I have a step-by-step system that I followed every single time that I was building my business. 
Every single city that I went to, every single state that I went to, I basically implemented the same exact thing over and over again. And if you are ready to get started investing in real estate rental properties, or even if you just want to see what it's like, what you need to do, what you need to know, I want to give you a free course so you can get started. Text the word rental to 33777 and I will send you my free investing course, my free real estate investing course, so you can get started. It'll show you how to find properties, how to get other people to do the work for you, and how to calculate the deals to make sure you're making money every single month. I will absolutely show you everything that you need to know to get started. Text the word rental to 33777. Now, I'm going to tell you that having a full-time job is actually fantastic in order to start a real estate business. Even though you and I both know that the word job is almost like a four-letter word. It's a job. It's horrible. But the acronym of job, what I like to share with everybody, is that job is J-O-B. You're just over broke. I mean, your boss is only paying you enough to keep you working and not paying you too much that's going to be taking out of his or her pocket. If you're working for the government, they're only going to pay you just enough to keep you working. And you're going to be like, man, this job is horrible, but I can't give up or I can't quit because, you know, I, I make enough money here. Well, if you're about to quit, you know, your boss might come to you and say, hey, you know, I can't have you quit. Let me give you a raise. Well, why didn't you give me a raise like a year ago when I needed it? You know, and so your job is just overbooked. But uh, there are many great things about having a job. And I utilized them as much as I could as I built my business. So even though job is a four-letter word and stands for just over broke, there are some good things about having a job and how having a job can actually help you build your business even faster. You know, imagine if you were on social security, you know, you're older and you're on social security, you don't have the ability to make more money or get a raise or anything like that. Well, it's harder to invest because you have limited funds coming in. So here are some good things about having a full-time job. So to give you a little encouragement. So number one, you have full-time job security. You know, it's security in you. Even though they can fire you at any time, you have the ability to rely on your job to bring money in. And on top of that, your money that, that is coming in could hopefully be able to save to invest and buy more properties. You know, if you're on a fixed income, then that fixed income, you, it's hard to actually get more money to buy more properties. You have to figure out some uh, other you know, uh, unique and creative ways to find and buy properties. So you have a lot of security when you have a job. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people stay in jobs for their entire lives until they have to retire because they're a little old to, to keep working is because it's job security. It's security that money's coming in all the time. Plus, you have things like um, health insurance. A full-time job also it fuels your growth for your investing business. Like it fuels the ability to buy more properties faster. You know, if you get a raise, do not spend that money. Like if you get an extra $100 in your paycheck every single two weeks, that's $200 extra a month. Don't think, man, I could go get a, you know, another car or, you know, get a better car and spend that money. No, don't think like that. Think that that $200 is extra every single month that you can put in a savings account, a money market account, or someplace that you can touch that money in the future, pull it out and buy an investment property. So the job that you have, use that to buy more properties. Use that to fuel your growth of your business so much faster than you could if you did not have any extra money coming in. Here's another great thing, and I've used this over and over again. Now, you've heard me talk about the BRRRR strategy, basically recycling your money over and over and over again, which I've done many, many times. It's so much easier to get loans when you have a job 
as opposed to when you don't have a job. You know, when you don't have a job, the bank is going to look at you and say, how are you going to repay this loan? You could tell them, well, I'm going to use this loan to buy this property and that person's going to, another person, I'm going to get somebody else to live in that property. They're going to give me money every single month and I'm going to give it to you. They would say, well, that's all well and good, but there's no proven track record that's actually going to work. Now, unless you've been an investor for quite a long time, like I have, they need something like a W-2 or your paycheck, two years of employment to prove that you're going to continually be working so that you can pay off the mortgage that you're going to be borrowing for them. So before I quit my job, I actually postponed quitting my job for an extra six months because I was working on financing four properties, pulling all the, mo- the money out of those altogether to buy more properties. And I knew that if I did quit my job in the middle of that refinance process of pulling money out, they would say, hey, what happened? Well, we're not going to give you the loan. And I really wanted the loan because I needed to buy more properties or I wanted to buy more properties. All that money equity sitting in those properties that I already owned, it was just sitting there and I was not utilizing it. So I put it off six more months to quit my job in order to Get that financing done. As soon as that financing was done, literally, I'm going to say like the next day or next two days, I said, hey, boss, I'm quitting my job. You know, I'll give you two weeks notice. And so I put in a two weeks notice and then quit my job right after that. It was a necessity in order to get my bank financing now. Now that I have quit my job, it's been two years. And I now what the banks do, they just look at your tax returns to make sure that you have money coming in. They just, all they really want to do is verify that you have money that can repay what they're, what you're borrowing from them. So I use my tax returns. So those are just a few things that are great about having a job. You know, you have constant money coming in. Like I would suggest don't quit until you actually have enough money to replace your income. In order to invest in real estate with a full-time job, This is the biggest thing. So if you take anything away from this podcast, any big lesson that can help you literally change your life with rental properties, this is the key that I'm going to give you. You do not have a side business like a side real estate or I invest on the side. You do not have that. What I'm going to tell you is it's your mindset switching from you having a job and then having a side business. Like give you an example. If somebody, you stranger that you don't know comes up to you and you start talking to each other, you know, like a Christmas party or some some sort of party, you guys are saying, hey, so what do you do? And the other guy tells you what they do. And the person asks you, what do you do? You don't want to say, well, I work for, you know, this banking company, or I work for the government, or I work for this, or this is my job. Don't answer it like that or get that out of your mind that your first answer is what your current job is. You want to get that out of your mind. What you want in your mind is that you are a real estate investor. So would anybody ask me before I quit my job, what I do for a living? I say, I'm a real estate investor. And they say, oh, wow, that's, that's great. What do you invest in? I invest in rental properties, cash flow every single month. So that cash flow every single month helps me to continue to build my business even bigger and bigger. And if the person asks you, so, you know, do you, is that your only job? You say, no, I have a side job. You know, I have a side job working for, you know, this company or that company. So what happens is you have a change of mindset going from being that person that has that job, like you're identified as the person that with that job to now you are a real estate investor with a side job. Even though the bulk of your money comes in from your side job, it doesn't matter. You are an investor. You are what you tell other people. And 
here's what happened to me. As soon as I made that shift in my mindset and started telling everybody, instead of kind of being like hiding it because, oh, I only have one or two or three properties. As soon as I made that shift and started telling people, no, I am an investor with a side job, it helped, so many more things happened to me where deals fell in my lap or money fell in my lap. Not necessarily money fell in my lap, but I had people wanting to give me money to help them invest and be a part of my business. So many great things happened when I started telling myself, I am an investor. So I want to encourage you, if you take anything away, you are an, a real estate investor with a side job. Stop telling people that you work for this company or this is your job over there. No, you are a real estate investor and trust me, things are gonna change because that gets into your mindset. Now your mind has changed where now you are that investor. You are what you want to be. And that gets into our next thought of how you can invest in real estate with a full-time job is your mindset. Your mindset is what's gonna actually get you to where you create deals, you get deals done, you get things done where nobody else thought they could happen. So here's a great saying that I really, really love. There's two of them that kind of go hand in hand. Number one, necessity is the mother of invention. So if you're telling yourself, I really want to quit my job, I'm tired of working for this boss, I'm tired of working this job, and it's a necessity, like you are making yourself quit your job, well, you're going to find the way. And the second quote is, where there is a will, there is a way. You're going to find a way through that hurdle or through that roadblock or jumping over that hurdle. I kind of mix those two uh, analogies together. But you're going to jump over that hurdle or you're going to get through that roadblock because with necessity being the mother of invention, like it's necessary. Like You know that eventually at some time your job can fire you um, or you can get laid off or something bad can happen or God forbid something happened to you you couldn't work because you were ill. Well, with necessity, there's a mother invention. So you got to think in your in your head. In the future, I might not have this job, and I want to change my life now. Let me start working towards it. And where there's a will, where you're saying, I, in ten years, I'm going to quit my job, or in five years, I'm going to quit my job. Where there's a will, you will make the way. Because what's amazing is, as you uh, put your mind to it, as you put, start thinking of how to get around these roadblocks you're going to see these problems start to dissolve in front of you because you figure out ways around them. That's the great thing about being an entrepreneur like us. As real estate investors, we're entrepreneurs. We see a problem in front of us where most people, they'd see that problem, they'd stop. What we do as entrepreneurs, as real estate investors, we see a problem, we see it as an opportunity. An opportunity to make money, to change lives, to make everything better. So it's really hard though, and I trust me, I've been there, where you don't have any properties right now. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because really you're not even in the tunnel yet. You're not even going because you don't have a property. Maybe you have one or two or three properties and you're, you see a dim, dim light at the end of the tunnel. You know, very, very small. You're getting a little, like maybe... $200, $300 a month, every single month coming in from one or two properties. Well, that light gets bigger and bigger at the end of the tunnel. The light gets bigger and bigger as you get more properties. So your mindset needs to be shifting from where you have a job and a side business to where now you are a real estate investor and you buy that first property. Once you buy that first property, you start running down that tunnel and each property you buy after that, the light at the end of the tunnel gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Your emotions start to well up like, man, I just got to get more properties. 
This is fantastic. My life is changing. The more properties I get allows me to buy even more properties. This is fantastic. And this is what I want for you. I want to see this change in your mindset so that instead of giving up, no, you're dedicated now. Instead of, well, there's a roadblock and I'm stopping here. No, you're going to bust through that roadblock because you're persistent. You're going to keep going. And so with your mindset, you want to develop inside yourself a dedication, a dedication to getting this job done, getting this business built, buying that next property. Hey, I I don't have, you might be thinking in your head, I don't have financing for this property, this deal that I found. Well, that's a problem that you're going to have to figure out. You see an opportunity. How can I get past this roadblock How can I answer this problem? How can I get this opportunity changed into something that's going to be making me money? And the next one is persistence. Being persistent is one of the ways. Like I am, I'm just stubborn. I'll just keep going and keep going until I make it work. That's just how I am. And I know you're very, very similar because we're entrepreneurs. We're going to get things done where most people won't. Now, also along with that, your mindset You need to change your mind and you need to change your understanding of how to actually invest. When I first got started, I had no clue how to invest. And really, really honestly, through the school of hard knocks, I really learned exactly how to do it. And I've made my business just a well running machine where it runs without me. So what I suggest, along with your mindset, getting being dedicated, persistence and making sure you have the will to get done You need to get education. You need to get as much education as possible so that you can really get through those roadblocks without having to bang your head against a roadblock time and time again. Because if you get with somebody like me, like all my students, most, I would say majority, if not every single one of their problems that they come up with, I've either gone through it or I figured out a way around it. I've been in your shoes. And so all my students, when they come up and say, well, here's this issue, you know, I don't have financing here, or here's this deal, but this seller wants this. And I'll say, this is what I've done. This is how it worked for me. And this is a way you could, I could have done a little better. This is a way that it worked out perfectly. You should go this route. And so you need to have education and also get coaching, get somebody that's going to help you get past this this next hurdle that somebody that's already been there, you know, like somebody that's already through the tunnel, they're at the light at they're you know, beyond the tunnel, they're waving back at you say, come on, you can do it. So get education, get knowledge so that when those roadblocks come, you already know how to, uh, you know, bust through them or jump over that hurdle, get education in your brain so that you can get past that. All right. Now here's a big one for lots and lots of people listen to my podcast. It's scheduling in the time to get this done. Scheduling the time to build your business. Now, I know lots of people are working, hopefully, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours, but some people are even working less or more. You know, if you're only working 20 hours a week because your job won't allow you to work anymore, well, you have lots of time to develop your business. But what if you're working 70, 80 hours a week because it's just that demanding? Well, I've been there. Trust me. I had I had a business where I was working for the government, which I was working like, I don't know, it was like 10 hours a day. On top of that, I had a retail establishment that I was there basically from morning to night and in the middle had that job. So 14 hours a day I was working. But in the meantime, on my lunch break, when I was working my job in the government, I'd go and do work for my real estate, trying to find new properties, trying to build my business. And so every single waking moment, I saw the light in the other tunnel. I said, you know what? I'm going to keep working towards that. Every single waking moment that I had that I wasn't putting into a business or to my family, I focused on building my business. So I'm going to be honest and and say what I suggest, this is what I tell all my students. If you spend one hour a week, um, you know, building your business or learning, that's not going to be enough. It's going to take you a very, very long time. You know, time is precious. That's the most expensive commodity that you can spend is your time. Now, 
wouldn't you rather have quit your job sooner rather than later? You know, if you can quit your job in 20 years, then you're going to work towards that. But what if you can cut that in half and you could quit your job in 10 years because you spent more time studying, more time building your business? Of course, wouldn't it be better quitting your job 10 years earlier than you normally would or 20 years earlier? I quit when I was 37 years old because I pushed myself. I spent the time, I studied, I really tried to build my business as fast as possible. So this is what I'm telling you right now. I would, if I were you, spend five to six hours each week building your business. I mean, when you think about it, five to six hours a week, that's one lunch a week. You know, if, you're, if your lunch at your work is an hour long and you, or your commute is an hour or something like that, but it's, you know, five hours, you have seven days a week. If you just took your lunch, you know, Monday through Friday, one hour of your lunch and build your business that way, in that amount of time, you're going to have a business very, very quickly and run much faster. Now, if you're thinking some people may say that they don't have five or six hours. Well, here's the thing. You need to make the time. I don't know where you're going to get it. I don't know how I got it. I just did it. I said, you know what? This is important to me. I'm going to make the time. It could be, you know, once you put the kids to bed, you spend an hour or two hours studying, building your business, whatever it might be. You need to make the time because honestly, this is important. You know it's important to change your life. Now, if I didn't spend this time I would not be quit. Like I would not have quit my job in um, nine years. When I was 37 years old, I quit my job. And every second that I spent building my business before I quit my job is, is so worth it. Can't tell you how amazing it is to not have a mortgage, like literally paying off your house because you have enough money coming in and not have a mortgage. And also not have to worry about bills. I mean, just imagine not having to have a mortgage, not have to worry about bills because money coming in, not have to work because you have money coming in. You have an automatic business coming in and bringing the money in. You, I, I just, I can't stress enough at how amazing life is when you have all these, when money's taken care of because you have a business. Spending five to six hours a week, you need to make the time to do that. Next in scheduling your time, you need to basically organize and become efficient in your time management. It could be where you also make it a routine where as you're driving to work, let's say you have a 30 minute commute driving to work, you're listening to the podcast or you're getting education or you're calling up mortgage brokers or you're calling up property managers. That's the time that you're doing. It could be, like I said, on your lunch break where you say, okay, I clock out. Let me grab my sandwich. I'm walking you know, out of the, out of the office because you don't want to do work in your office probably. Um, you know, Eat your sandwich on the way out and then as soon as you sit down on a park somewhere and on a bench or however it's going to look like for you. This is, I was actually outside, you know, underneath the tree. And so I made it so that it was a routine. Every single hour that I got for lunch, I ran outside, started building my business. So you need to become efficient as well as organized, whatever you're doing, driving, you know, if you're driving to the gym, spend time building your business. If you are outside mowing the lawn, spend time on your, like listening to my podcast or listening to books or getting education and coaching. You need to, every waking moment that is spent doing something else, I, I would suggest develop yourself into the business. I literally stopped listening to the radio, like music for like five years because there were so many podcasts, so many books, so many things I needed to learn. And so I took all of that time that would normally gone to just, you know, kind of vegging out and not doing anything that, or not being productive. Instead of doing that, I made myself very productive. 
So try to become efficient with your time. Whenever you have an extra waking moment that you're not devoting to something else like your family, your job, or something else, try to capture that time. Become efficient and use that to build your business. Also, in scheduling your and having time management, you need to put systems in place and organizations in place. Now, we're, we live in such a great time with so much technology that it is so much easier to invest in real estate. And also with scheduling in the time in your life, there's so many ways to make your time used more efficiently. You know, like Evernote is a great place. You keep all your notes inside there. Dropbox is another great thing. Listen to a podcast. But I want you to look out for tools that you can use. And you're probably already using these, but see how you can use these for your business to make your time much more efficient. You can schedule things better and you want to make sure that your time is utilized the best. Now, this podcast, I'm not going to go, it's way out of the scope of this podcast to teach you, you know, the systems to organize and, you know, schedule a time. I'm sure you can figure that out pretty easily. What I want you to do is now utilize those things so that you can get your business built, that you can continue to buy properties, you can have other people work for you. This goes in the next step. When scheduling your time and thinking about how much time is spent on your business, think about how you can have other people work for you, how you can pay other people to do the work that you can do, but you pay them. I mean, everything from property managers. Like I don't manage my properties because my property managers do that. Um, you can have contractors, realtors, wholesalers, mortgage brokers. And this goes into the next step and from scheduling your time and taking care of your time with investing while you have a full-time job. What you want to do, a big, huge suggestion is to build a team of others working for you. You want to have other people working for you day in and day out when you are sleeping, when you are working, when you're on vacation, when you're playing with your kids or going on a date, you want to have other people like property managers, realtors, like I said, mortgage brokers, bankers, wholesalers, contractors, handymen, plumbers, all these sort of people. Your job is to build a team of people that are working for you. The biggest thing that you can do in your business is hire others to do all the work for you. Now, I have a podcast episode that I want to give you. Go back and listen to my podcast episode number eight, where I talk about how you can build and automate a business by having a team of people working around you. To listen to episode, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero zero eight. That's the eighth podcast episode. You're going to learn how to build a team, who you want on your team, who are the, the must-have people that you need on a team, and then also the nice-to-have people, you know, if you build it even further than that. And so go back and listen to that episode or go to the podcast show notes and I walk you through everything there. So what you want is to build a team of people around you. The next item in how to invest in real estate with a full-time job is money and finances. I know that's one of the biggest questions I get from everybody, from all my students, from all my podcast listeners, from everybody who reads my books. It's basically, how do you get finances? Like, how do you take care of the money? Obviously, you know, if I had a million dollars, I can go buy properties. Well, everybody could. You know, I didn't start with a silver spoon in my mouth. I literally built my business from scratch. I saved money, bought a property saved more money, bought another property, refinanced those properties to then buy more properties. So that's how I did it. So if with money and finances, if I know that's most people have that issue. One, the first step is increase the amount of income that you make. Now, if you have one job and you think, well, I'm not making much money here. I'm just over broke because my boss isn't, isn't giving me more money. Well, go and ask for a raise. 
it doesn't hurt to ask for a raise. Literally ask for a raise and say, you know, I think, boss, I'm doing a great job. And these are the reasons why I'm benefiting you. And here, here's, here's a tip. This is a tip outside of the scope of this podcast. But when you're asking for a raise, don't tell your boss the reasons why you need a raise. Don't tell him that because that doesn't affect him. He doesn't care. He or she doesn't care. You know, might might well, they tickle their ears and like, oh, he needs this, he needs that. Don't tell them that. Tell them the reasons why they need to give you a raise. Show them how you benefit their company or whoever you're working for. Show them why it's necessary for them to give you the raise. So here's what I want to give you. This is the tip. You want to point out to your boss why they need to give you this this um, raise. It, what benefit goes to them? And when you do that, it's going to make it seem like in their mind, like, man, we have to because this is going to benefit our company so much. And I'm not sure you're going to have to figure out whatever your job is and whatever you're doing now, you're going to have to figure that out. But you have to figure it out well. And when you express the reasons why you need a raise, it's because it's going to benefit that company. Okay. So increase your income. It could be asking for a raise. It could be driving for Uber. Like if I, if all my properties went to crap and I literally could not make any money, I'm not getting a job. I'm going to drive for Uber or Lyft. I'm going to figure out, you know, Uber Eats or I'm going to drive for Amazon. I'm going to do, uh, driving is is a lot of it, but um, I'm going to do other things. I'm going to start businesses. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go sell things door to door. Like I am not going to work for somebody else because I've had a taste of what it's like to be my own person. So with increasing your income, Go and get a side job. Go and get another, another. you know, if you're actually a delivery driver, you're driving for Uber or something like that, that's more time you could be learning. That's more time that you're making money and learning. So increase your income. And increasing your income is so that you can save more money. Now, the next step after increasing your income is increase your savings amount. When you have money, it's so easy to buy properties. Trust me, it's so easy. It's super hard when you have, you know, to get seller financing or find wholesalers. I mean, that's much, much harder to do or if you know tax liens and all that sort of stuff. But if you have money to spend on the cash, it's so much easier and you get a big discount. So you want to increase the amount of savings that you do every single month. Put away $100. Like force yourself $100, even though you don't have it, force yourself to save $100 every single month. And then in six months, increase that to $125 or $150. The more money you save every single month, the more properties you will be able to buy and the faster you will be able to buy it. Here's another thing with money and finances. Cut expenses. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be forever, but you want to cut expenses so that you can save more money to buy more properties. Now, I cut so many things out of my expenses way back when I first started. Now, I have them put it put back in, like, you know, buying coffee or going out to dinner almost every every other night. Like, I cut those things out because I didn't have money. But now that I do have money, I put them back in. So, you want to cut expenses. And it could be you're driving, you know, uh, maybe $600 uh, a month more or payment on a car, not a mortgage payment, but an auto loan payment. G- you know, give that car back or sell it. Get out of that $600 a month or even $400 a month. You want to have a car that gets you from point A to point B and has as little money coming out of your pocket as possible. Like I've told you many times, I still drive my 2007 Honda Odyssey, even though I have plenty of money, (laughs) praise the Lord, I have plenty of money that I could go and buy a car, but I don't because I don't need to. It's not something, it's like I cut it out of my system of, you know, having expensive things. And now that I have plenty of money, it's like, ah, I'm fine without it. But who knows, maybe in the next uh, few months, I'm going to go buy my wife a car just because, you know, I love her and it's, it's about time. Maybe it's time to do that. But you cut your expenses out 
now and then you can put them back in later. So this is a huge tip. Cut your expenses so you can save more money. Now, the next part is continue to save and continue to use that money and invest that money so that when you quit your job, you have plenty of, of that in eight cents of saving money in your system. Continue to save until you actually quit your job. Like don't go and overspend on you know something that's just gonna take money out of your pocket. I specifically remember a time where we had an opportunity to go to, go to Disneyland with you know some friends or family members and we said, no, we're not going to because we're saving money. I thought, you know, that $3,000 that we're going to be spending at Disneyland, that's a whole property that I could buy. I could use that money to buy a property. Now, with money and financing, continue to save, but then also find other investors who may want to lend you money. It could be your family members. It could be your dad, your mom, or acquaintance. So with you telling everybody that you're an investor... Somehow that whole you know, just—it's really neat how people in networking they start thinking, "Hey, I don't want to do it, but I have money that I can invest through you. Would you want to do that?" When you get to the point where I am, I have people asking me all the time, "Like, I have money. Can you invest it for me?" Or, you know, "Are you buying an apartment complex? Can I invest with you?" I'm like, so. And anyways, I have a huge long list of all the people that I could reach out to when I'm buying a, you know, like a ten million dollar apartment complex and say, "Hey, we got to raise um, two million. You know, how much money do you want to put in? Do you want to get a, a percent equity in the stake in the property?" So. As you become an investor and you get more and more into it, more people want to give you money. So be talking to other people about how they can invest with you. Now, another thing, when you're building your business, you're talking to mortgage brokers. In money and financing, keep talking to mortgage brokers, seeing what they need from you, like what your credit score needs to be, how much money you need to make, how, how they, you know, what they need from you in order to be able to give you a loan for a property. Now that moves on to networking. You need to network with other people. Find a real estate investment association group that meets together in your area. More than likely, they will. It's a REIA. Like if you just type in REIA in a search, an internet search in your area, like if you're in you know, Oklahoma, type or you know, let's say Tulsa, type in REIA Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you'll you'll probably find one in your area. This helps you get around other investors that you're going to be able to you know rub elbows with and sharpen each other's ideas and maybe find deals there and find other investors to work with. Now with Master Passive Income and the course, the Ultimate Real Estate Investing course that I have, it comes with a real estate investing group that I have all my students a part of and we're all working together trying to help each other out. And I'm in there answering people's questions as well. And so we're working together to build businesses together. Now, I want to give you, after we've gone through just all that, I want to give you the step-by-step -step process that I would take and that I actually did take to buy my first property. Number one, I needed to find an area to invest in. I needed to make sure I was investing in a place that actually had a good cash flow, a good cash return. And for me, I was in California when I started investing, and the first place I bought was in Ohio. And it was because they had good returns. I could buy a property for fairly inexpensive money or fairly cheap. And it gave, gave me a lot of money, passive income coming in. So first one, find an area to invest. Number two, once you find that area to invest in, you see that there are plenty of properties that you can buy and you continue to build your, build your business. You want to build a team to work for you and work in your business. So where you're going to go and start investing, make sure you find the property managers, the realtors, the wholesalers, the mortgage brokers, all that sort of stuff. You want to build up your business in that particular area so that when you do buy a property, you find and you buy a property, then you have your team immediately jump on that property and start working for you where they're fixing up the property, they're leasing it out, they're getting that tenant in there, they're collecting rents and you have that business already running. So I never buy a property 
until I have the business already running. Next thing, after you build that business, you know, first one, finding an area. Number two, you're building the team around you. Next step number three is to find a property. Really utilizing wholesalers, like I said, utilizing realtors, Zillow.com, Craigslist.com, all these different places to find a property, analyzing the numbers, and making sure that you're gonna make passive income every single month. And once you do that, once after you have all that, everything in place, you buy the property because you have the mortgage broker, you know, you have your savings and then you buy that property, then immediately have your property manager fix up the property, fix up the property, get it ready, start listing it for for rent. And then you also find a good tenant. The next step would be really find a good tenant. I'm a strongly suggest you run a background check. Never, never, never. I'll say it again. Never, never, never place a tenant unless you run a background check. Now, if you use Cozy like I do, it's a property management system, and go there. You, it's completely free to you. It's fantastic. Masterpassiveincome.com forward slash Cozy, C-O-Z-Y. If you go there, you will be able to utilize their service, put your listing of your property for rent, and anybody who wants to rent your property, you can say, you know, make sure they do a background check and the tenant pays for the background check. You get the background check and you can see if this tenant's going to be a good tenant for your property. So use Cozy, fantastic, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash Cozy. Get yourself running good background checks so you can find a good tenant. Here's the last step. Super simple to say, but harder to do. Do the process all over again. Like literally do it all over again. It's it's a rinse and repeat type of business. I now, because I have my businesses set up in certain areas, it takes me literally one to three hours from finding a property to getting it rented and making money every single month. Because all I need to do is find a property. Actually, people bring properties to me. So sometimes it is, that doesn't even take any of my time. But I run the numbers. I make sure I get the financing set up or my cash or however I'm going to do it and buy the property. So it literally takes me at most three hours to find a new property that makes me money every single month. Now, this has been hopefully a great way to show you that you can invest in real estate with a full-time job just like I did. And now, it was nine years later, I quit my job. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. I pray that God blesses you with the faith to believe in Him and that also you can change your life with real estate rental properties. Thank you so much for being a part of the Master Passive Income Podcast. I really, really appreciate you and I hope the best for you and your loved ones in this time, this Christmas season. All right, guys, get out there, start investing and take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace out.